Brothers and sisters, what an encouraging and powerful word our dear Bishop has delivered to us on this Easter Sunday. Now, with the resurrection gospel from John in view, I want to now offer a short further reflection, building on what Bishop Charlie has said. Because it strikes me that having received the teaching of John chapter 20, our response to the presence of the risen Christ this Easter can be like that of Mary and of the disciples. Verse 18 of John chapter 20 tells us what Mary did. John writes, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. And though it was not part of the gospel reading at the opening of our service, when in verses 19 to 21 of John chapter 20, Jesus came and stood among his disciples later on that Easter day, he had a very clear message for them. Peace be with you, he said. John 20, verse 20, then reads, When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Like Mary, and like the disciples to whom Jesus appeared, I pray on this Easter morning that we also have experienced something of the gladness they felt. And I especially pray that it is the first words of the Lord to his astonished disciples that resonate deeply for us. Peace be with you. What words could be more significant for us on this Easter day in the year 2020? There are a great many reasons we might not be feeling peaceful this Easter, aren't there? Here in Canada, as in many places in the world, projections of illness, death, and economic recession have gripped our minds and our hearts in these days. The losses have become in some places very acute and widespread. And even for those who have not yet faced the loss of health or employment in these days, there is the pain of physical separation, loneliness, and fear. Perhaps in some sense, it's what the disciples themselves were feeling that day. After all, John says it was on the evening of that day when Jesus appeared, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. That's when Jesus announced resurrection peace. He does so now also. He does so as many battle the powerful forces of anxiety and depression in these days. He does so as we live in fear for ourselves or for our family and friends or just for what the future holds. 
he does so even as the uncertainty regarding how long the separation and isolation will last only makes the struggle greater day by day. Dear friends, the words of Jesus to his disciples that first Easter are words for us. Peace be with you. So without minimizing the very real impact this pandemic has had and will have in the days and months and potentially years to come, in my brief homily, I want to ask, what is that peace? In his sermon, Bishop Charlie quoted the Apostle Paul's words in Ephesians chapter 2. Before then saying, Bishop Charlie saying, if you are in Christ, you are blessed immeasurably. It's worth listening again to just part of that passage. This is what Paul says in Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 6. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that... In the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. That rich and familiar passage in Ephesians, you may have noticed, parallels in many ways the beginning of Colossians chapter 3, the passage which Holly read for us a short time ago in our service. If you have your Bibles and want to look back there at Colossians 3, just listen as I read again verses 1 to 4 of that chapter. Paul writes, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Dear friends, I suggest to you that the peace the risen Jesus declared to his disciples that first Easter is in direct connection with the message of the Apostle Paul in these texts. There is one central truth Paul communicates in Ephesians chapter 2 and Colossians chapter 3, and it's this. For those who trust in Jesus Christ, our lives are now and forever connected to the one who has been raised, who is seated at the right hand of the Father, and who will save us to the uttermost, in the midst of any fears we might face now and in the future, that truth, the truth of resurrected life that is ours both now and ours forever, is the foundation of our peace. In verse 1 of Colossians 3, Paul presents the now reality of our resurrection life, not as a hypothetical possibility, but as a sure conviction, the if translated in verse 1, expresses not uncertainty, but assured reality. 
since therefore, we might translate it, since therefore you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. The resurrection life of Jesus, which we celebrate today, is, Paul says, not only Jesus's life, it's ours as well. You have been raised with Christ, the apostle declares. Something of the power of Christ's resurrection is now at work in our lives. In Ephesians 2, Paul said, God has made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him. Brothers and sisters, the scriptures declare that the power of the resurrection is a power now at work in us who believe. For when Jesus, who has ascended, sends us his Holy Spirit, ours is a life animated by the very power of God himself. The Apostle Peter says something about that in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Listen to these words. Peter writes, his divine power, meaning Jesus's, Jesus's divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by the power of the resurrected Lord himself, dear friends, our lives are transformed now. Not because we've yet reached the fullness of what has been promised us. Surely we have not but because the power by which we live now comes from the risen Lord. The resurrection means we can do what Paul instructs us to do in Colossians 3 verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, he says, not on things that are on earth. Paul doesn't mean we're supposed to ignore the realities around us or somehow to minimize their significance. In fact, Christians of all people ought to be those who are willing to face the realities of suffering and death head on. Because Paul means that by the power of the resurrection life that we have begun to experience, our minds can be set not on the things of earth, which we know will be fleeting, but on eternal realities, on the dwelling place of God in heaven, on the hope of life with God in the new heavens and new earth where we, where we will dwell forever. And do you know what happens when our minds are set on such things? When our mindset our disposition, our temperament are conformed to those realities. When we're shaped in our way of thinking and in our emotional life and in our pattern of attitudes and responses and preferences by those things, well, we then start living our lives on earth by the values and priorities of heaven. That's what verses 5 to the end of Colossians 3 are all about. Resurrection life changes who we are now because we are in fact formed by that life. We are to put on the new self, Paul says, which means we are to have compassionate hearts. We're to show kindness. We're to demonstrate humility 
and meekness and patience and forgiveness and, of course, love. And it's all summed up in verse 17. And whatever you do. Dear friends, whatever you do in the midst of this crisis in this day and age, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Dear friends, our lives now can reflect what is heavenly because the life we have now is lived in the power of the risen Christ with our minds set on the true and eternal source of our life. In a world full of the fear of death, we realize we have already died and our life is hidden with Christ in God. All of which is possible, of course, because we know the resurrection also means ours will be life forever. In Ephesians 2, it was verse 7 that pointed us to this reality. Our life now is all so that, Paul says, so that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. I think it's even clearer what Paul has in view in Colossians 3 verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, he writes, then you also will appear with him in glory. Ours will be resurrected life forever, dear friends. Life with God in a place. When Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming in his glorious body, we will join him. We will have bodies like his. Do you realize that? Paul describes this in Philippians 3, verses 20 and 21. But our citizenship, even now, Paul means, our citizenship is now in heaven, Paul reminds us. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Then we will be revealed. So sure is this that Paul speaks in Romans 8 verses 29 to 31 as if it has already happened. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Peace be with you, said the risen Lord to his frightened disciples on the evening of his resurrection. Peace be with you, says the risen Lord to us, his followers today. 
Ours is resurrection life, dear friends, now and forever. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead shall be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.